The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. This is Sharita Star. It's the Sharita Star and Power Hour. Thank you for being here. And good day. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Wherever you're listening from in the world to the Sharita Star and Power Hour, it's time once again to get conscious, dear stars. Welcome. Episode 41 and the 3rd of 2024. Fine-tune your law of attraction in 2024 with the rhythm of our lunar cycles. Yeah, those big catchphrases we all hear about. The law of attraction. Well, you gotta know what to do with the moon. And we're gonna dive into that today. So, our last episode on the 2nd of 2024 was All Planets Direct Motion and Retrograde Reflection Guidance for 2024. Thank you all for your very exceptional positive feedback from this. Um, I was ever so humbled and pleased. Uh, Listener down in Tennessee, I don't miss podcast much needed signposts, especially productive times from the 27th of January through the 1st of April. It's a time to get down to the business at hand. (laughs) Winky wink. (laughs) and another listener down in maryland uh sent in your recent all planets direct motion episode and especially the concept of pluto at zero degrees aquarius you well explained prompted my doing my conscious noodling and absorbing of all this great new knowledge i am applying you can study all you want but if you don't have practical application it becomes trivia or kitsch Thank you for all you continue to do. Well, dear listeners, thank you for, you know, taking the time to comment, uh, to, to let, let, let us know here at the Sharita Star Empire. (laughs) Thank you for letting us know how you are receiving the information. Is it making sense to you? Does it resonate? Um, you know, you know, I always keep telling everybody, I love your questions. I warmly welcome them. And, you know, it's just so, you know, we have to ask questions. I'm, I, I'm not here explaining something common, uh, for most people. Uh, we are not taught astrology in school. We're not taught numerology in school. Um, so you, if you don't figure out a way to find someone with, discernment these days to be able to explain it to you, you know, um, I, I, I dare not say, and I, you know, I'm not calling anybody out for what they politically believe, but I, I'm just going to leave it with you like this. There, there's a lot of astrologers out there, especially I want to say astrologers who all tooted, tooted, tooted till the cows came home in 2016 that Hillary Clinton was going to win the election. Now, I don't care about the politics. I'm talking about the fact that they had to, to, to just, they had to shout that prediction from the rooftops. If you're still taking advice from people like that, well, then obviously their discernment is not quite up to snuff. And that is the type of thing I'm talking about, where if you're going to be a reader and you're going to be a, a person who's going to give any kind of foresight to somebody, you have to be neutral about what you're saying. See, if you go back into anything I've ever published, I never said a word about what I, I talked. I did a I did an article in early in 16 about why Donald Trump riles America. I explained the energy of what he does to this country. 
I left my political opinion out of it, which, of course, I, you know, <laughs> most of you know who know me, I, I don't talk about politics. I find the whole thing to be a circus act. That's my opinion on it. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a system that is part of many others in connectivity within this country that it is surprising that we haven't watched a greater downfall. But I, as you all know, uh, when we especially talked about Pluto in the last episode, uh, you know, we're not quite officially done in America with that Pluto return, which is spanned and really started energetically happening for America back in, in 2021, really started engaging in 2022 and has kind of did all this ebb and flow back and forth. Uh, this wavering kind of thing. And we got one more little close little conversation that's going to come up later in the fall. That's when that Pluto uh, gets out of Aquarius. We talked all about that the last episode. That's Pluto in Aquarius with those four hit points. That's coming up. Um, We just are experiencing, we just had two of them this past week as this episode is airing. And we got two more next week uh, in the middle of February. So brace yourselves. We've got a lot going on. Um, and what we're doing right now under this all planets direct motion is to prepare ourselves for our spiritual dividends later. And our preparation dividends, if we could call it that. Um, because there's, there's a lot going on. And, and I, I, like I said, if you're still taking advice from astrologers who, who, who predicted what they predicted and just, they stood behind that with every ounce of their confidence. I mean, come on, you can't take advice from people like that. If you're being discerning, you know, I'm being frank right now. I, I, and I, it, it just doesn't matter to me anymore. We're at a point in our conscious, uh, collective necessity if you're not discerning, you're missing the boat. You're missing the boat completely. And there's a lot of stuff out there that is not conscious in what information it is really, really providing for you. It is providing you with an opinion so that it can persuade your head to believe a certain thing or think a certain way or put yourself into, you know, another bucket of division. And this is what we have to stop as a human race. We have to stop falling for this. Um, we, we, we truly, truly do. And especially, uh, as discerning Americans, um, I, I'll leave it at that. But if you look around the world, the world is not, uh, common, cozy and all, you know, it's just not, there's a, there's a lot of things, uh, that again, go back to the last episode of 2023, uh, that advised what is going on collectively this year. That is why we're in a year. It's an eight universal year right now. And we are in a time of this earth healing via the creative heart. There's so much earth healing coming. There's so much equilibrium coming in. And that's because this year is guided by the karmic adjuster Saturn. Saturn does not play. Does not play around at all. I've made that clear. If you're with me on Soul Certainty Community, you you know, you know, what I have, you know, said about, you know, being prepared for this year and, you know, how down the pike is coming and, and, and what, you know, again, it, it, it isn't uh gloom and doom. It is about the reality of the situation and, uh, you know, what, what we need to face as a human race and, and get the healing on. That's what this year is about. And if we, if we, if we can consciously, get into a form of unity about that and connectivity together via our heart spaces about that, we're really going to make some progress. But depends on where people sit. So today we're going to fine tune our law of attraction because we're, what, what people tend to do in desperate times and critical times and, and, and why we are all, you know, the collective is feeling it. And I saw... I saw this article recently and I I just could not even begin 
well, I could begin to understand it, but I was just like, wow. So it was, it was, uh, I guess I, I see, I'm not on the infamous X and the Twittering and all that. I gave that up a while ago because I spent a decade doing it and it didn't do anything. <laughs> it just didn't never, it never did anything for a decade. I was like, well, what is the point of this again? Um, and that was before all the controversy showed up. I, I got off of it. I just was like, this is, I don't understand this. Um, I tried, I gave it a college try. I did all the tweet decking. I did all of it and it, none of it, none of it resonated. Um, but anyway, apparently on the X, which is now it's X, right? It's not Twitter, but we know nobody calls it X. They call it Twitter. It's formerly known as Twitter. It's like, it's like Prince being a sign. <laughs> you know? It's like his name is still Prince. So we're all going to call him that, <laughs> you know? God, God, God rest your, your, your aware soul prince, by the way, but you know, um, but nevertheless, so I guess there was this post on, on the infamous X Twitter, whatever you want to call it by Elmo from Sesame street and Elmo from Sesame street asked, you know, he's always Mr. Happy. <laughs> As, if you, I, you know, I, I still like the Muppets, you know, well, you know, I, I enjoyed the Muppets. So I, I'm wondering about the Muppets these days, but nevertheless, Elmo asked a question. How's everybody doing today? And I guess he didn't really get some very good answers. And it, it, there was like, I don't know, I don't know how many people interacted with the post, but basically they told them how miserable they were. And how not happy they were and what was wrong here. And, 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 and it really, I guess, pulled out this, you know, complete, uh, hello. There's some heavy, heavy, heavy heaviness in the collective consciousness right now, folks. I mean, if Elmo is getting responses like that, hello, you know, we have a lot of mental health to be concerned about in the now. And I, I say the word concern, not worried because I never worry. It's called you be concerned because when we're going to talk about the law of attraction today, when you are concerned, you are always in the space of attracting solutions to whatever the situation is. But when you want to be a worrier, you are going to keep worrying and keep hamster wheeling and you're going to keep attracting more things to energetically worry about. So you have to shift your space to being concerned. It's a subtle thing. It's just like taking the, the nose of the boat and just tilting in a little different in that water, but guess how far in a different direction you're going to go because you just need it. People are so, here's what I, I, I really, really find people are missing the mark on right now is they think everything needs to be this big drastic leap in this big drastic, I got to make change and I've got to keep grinding in my busy bubble of, you know, what I call that, the grinding BS. People don't realize how it's a subtlety that makes the most change out of their life versus the big drastic, like, oh my God, it's all or nothing, or it's this, or it's that. Or, uh, and and, and they, when they do that, the more drastic of a change you, you think you need to be making, the more worry you're actually attracting because most people are not especially in the collective energy of now. They're not mentally able to make a drastic change like that. There's so much drastic change anyway that people cannot carry anymore. They need to make changes very subtly and very, like, again, like if you're, if you're on a boat and you just change the, the, the front of the boat a shift, shifted a slight, your whole, and you just keep going forward, you will go in a very different direction than where you just were pointed in. So if you, if we can energetically think like that a little bit, 
And this is what the beauty of honoring your lunar cycles are going to do for you in your entire life. Because when you understand the timing of every new moon throughout the year, you're going to point the nose of your boat the next month from the last new moon, and you're just going to put it a little slightly into the different area of the next the next area of the life. And then next month, you can do the same thing. And you're just going to shift the nose of your boat a little, a little more to the right or more to the left, depending on which, well, <laughs> I won't use astrology's directions to try to explain that to you. So if you're more favored to go left or you like to go right, you figure that out for yourself. I'm not going to make those decisions for you. Um, I'm a left-handed person. <laughs> by nature. So I tend to go out the left-handed side of the doorway all the time. I, I just have always done that. And I tend to not be going the right way. I, I've done that a lot. People laugh at me. I've had people laugh at me my entire life because I do that. I, I like will leave a building. I used to do that when I was in New York City all the time. I don't, I, don't ask me why, but it's a lefty thing, I think. And, um, and my, and my, you know, who did that with me was my beloved Sebastian, because he was also left-handed like I was. And, and we would kind of almost do this. He was the only person who never made fun of me for doing that, actually. <laughs> so it's always a blessing. But whether you're, whether you want to point the boat one way or you want to point the boat another way, you're, you're, what you need to understand is your life is always operating in these lunar cycles. It is secular. It's a circle. All year long, you get 12 hit points in your life every year. Well, it actually equates to 13. It's either 13 new moons and 13 full moons, depending on the year it is. Because we always have 13 of one or the other. So like last year in 2023, we had 13 new moons. Uh, Sorry, 13 full moons. In 2024, we're going to have 13 new moons that makes sense and we're going to get into explaining who's who and what's what and and as we keep moving along here so we want to when we want to implement change in our life and do this infamous law of attraction one of the things because if if you are a law of attraction student if or if you've dabbled in it if you understand it to any fair degree it is Everything is about what you feel. And when we're tapping into astrology, who guides what we feel? The moon. She's in charge. So the lunar cycles are what is the most important thing that we have to understand the rhythm and the ebb and the flow and how things pull in and then how things reflect and pull away. And if we start to honor what that natural rhythm is from above, we will own what we feel with more consciousness down here below. Doesn't mean you're not going to have days where something feels turbulent or something feels a little offset. That's called being human. But what I have never, ever seen in any teaching of the law of attraction is how to honor it with our lunar cycles. I've never seen it done. Never. They don't tell you when you're supposed to be reflecting, which is also what the moon is there for. First of all, it doesn't even emit its own light. Even when we're in a waxing phase and we've had a new moon and we're pulling and and you start to see at night after sunset, you start to see the moon again and you see the little sliver. And then as the days pass, gaining up to that full moon, we're in what is known as the waxing phase. That is when we're pulling in reflective light from a new phase initiation all the way to that completing. And when the moon gets completely full, we're at capacity. We're at emotional capacity, folks. 
and everything's blown up like a little, everything reflective in our lives on a full moon and the days leading up to and the days pulling off of it are always lit up like a light bulb emotionally. So we, we arrive at these points of completion on our full moons and then we wane and we pull away and we lose and then the, the moon starts changing. We, we can't, we don't see the moon. We start, it's almost like you kind of start seeing the moon during the daytime for a bit of a time until you can't really do that anymore. It's like the second week of the waning phase. You don't really see it that way anymore until, you know, and then the moon is getting close enough again to the sun that you don't see, you know, you're not naturally going to see it in the daylight. So, as we wane, we're always, that is the time of the month where we're letting go. And we're, we're not really, by all definitive law of any attraction math, you're not going to attract anything or you're not meant to be, quote, initiating and planting. I mean, you can. I mean, obviously we live in a world that doesn't honor any of this. The way that the business corporate world any of that, school systems, all of it. None of it honors lunar cycles. They just contend with what goes on during full moons in their life, in their existence. I mean, you know, let's face it. If you're a hospital worker, a police officer, or, or a bartender, or any of those types of occupations, you sure as hell know every time it's a full moon. Because your customers are a little more out there. And I was a former bartender years ago, so I, I definitely understood that. There'd always be a fight on a full moon, give or take, depending, you know, because you never know where they've been before they walk into your bar until you give them the up and down. You don't, you, you, you don't know where they're, where they are. And some people hide it better than others. So, but any emergency care worker or police officer or any of those types of occupations, they're, always on higher alert during full moons. So when if people's emotions are all kind of more heightened and all over the place and becoming exposed, why is that not taught in law of attraction about, hey, you know what? This is not the time to be like feeling like you're, you, what, what you, what you want to attract in your life is reflection. You want to attract calm. You want to stay more peaceful. You want to dive into that stillness so you can soak up a silent listen. And when you honor reflection, that's how you get the balance that you always need in your life. And that's what these lunar cycles are all about. You know, people struggle in their life because they don't pull in the balance of stillness. That's, I mean, that's what I watch or at least observe from the average person who keep, keeps complaining about struggling and this and that and every other thing. They're not still enough and they're not taking a silent listen enough. That's why they struggle. And they're not healing their feelings. They're not acknowledging their feelings. They're just letting the worry take over. They've not shifted to concern. Now, nothing is not... Everything in life cannot be in this state of, oh my God, I don't go through ups and downs. And I mean, hey, I can personally tell you these last, you know, uh, going on over four years have been, uh, you know, uh, the most grief stricken filled in my entire life for multitudes of reasons. From, you know, obviously the, the obvious, a lot of, you know, of people passing very, very dear and close to my heart. And just the way my, you know, entire career structure has completely changed in, in, in these years due to the, the obvious. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's been, you know, quite a time, uh, you know, 
but have I stayed in a state of worry about it? No, I've, I've utilized my, you know, which I had been talking to people about for decades anyway, is I've always told people you need to honor time and stillness. And what I've done with teaching people about the moon and, and its importance in our life, you know, I've been writing lunaroscopes since 2010. So what is that? 13 years now. Yes. I started writing lunaroscopes in 2010. So basically, the the, the lunaroscopes I do uh, are written on a new and a full moon. So it's taking where you're meant to be focusing that personalized attention and just let's focus here. And then as the two weeks pass and we get to the fullness, let's reflect over here. And then next month, we're going to just Again, take that boat. We're going to just point our focus, just just slightly adjust, and we're going to do the same thing. And you do this all year long, and you keep boop, it. It's kind of like a seesaw in your own astrological birth chart, how the, the, the moon is, is moving. Because it moves around your chart in one month all the time. But where those um, alignments of a new and a full moon will balance out, to help you balance your life is it moves kind of like a seesaw. It's the best way. It's like a seesaw that rotates. That's the best way I could describe it. Can you visualize that? (laughs) Can you visualize for, for those of us who actually played on seesaws, (laughs) because I don't even, do they even still have them on playgrounds anymore? You know, I, I happen to not have children, so I, I haven't been on a playground in a very long time, but do they even have, like, do they have, seesaws anymore but anyway I remember the seesaw but that's exactly what your chart is like is is that that seesaw is always going back and forth and back and forth and it just slightly moves itself every single month or every single you know yeah once a month but it it's adjusting every two weeks in essence as well So I hope that visually makes some sense. You know, hey, this is just as organic as it can get right about now. So you guys are, 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 you know, getting, getting some, you know, just these lovely brainstorming ideas under all planets, direct motion from Sharita Star. (laughs) So. We have covered our waxing phases, our waning phases. The other thing I want to dive into is your understanding of moon void, of course. Now, for all of you who are on soul certainty with me, you uh, have a, you know, you, you, you get this one hook, line, and sinker. You get your weekly uh, moon void, of course, alerts, which describe the week's uh, moon void, of course, the aspects they're making. Now, moon void, of course is like a, it's like a a mini Mercury retrograde. That's the best way to describe it. It's a mini Mercury retrograde energy that shows up every couple of days. And it's all lunar connected. And so when the moon, to, to describe it, when the moon, so the moon takes the 28 and a quarter days to get all the way around our charts all the time. So it spends round and about, to to be able to do that, it spends about two and a half days, give or take, within, so it's a little over 48 hours within any given sign. And then sometimes you you do notice that it kind of stretches, depending if we're getting to a new or full moon, or if there's eclipses and things just kind of seemingly dragging things out a little bit. So when the moon is what they consider moon void, of course, Moon void, of course, is the time that the moon takes to make its last aspect that it talks to, to another planet, before it moves into the next sign. So the time frame from that moment of conversation, planetary connection, conversation, until it passes into the next sign is called moon void, of course. And that is this, it was 
you know, years and years and years ago, it was acknowledged by a astrologer who said, this is a time when you need to be quiet. (laughs) In other words. (laughs) And it was Al H. Morrison who did the studying, did all of these things. And, And this is what he came up with to say. Every couple of days, there comes a time which is best used to subjective, spiritual, non-material concerns like prayer, yoga, play, psychotherapy, or passive experience, sleep, or meditation. And that is what, And I mean, he said, hey, don't take my word for this. You know, apply it. Get, go, go, just go out and see. These time frames, when this happens every couple of days, notice what happens with the actions that you're doing. When you buy something in particular, if you have an important meeting and you're under this void energy, because, you know, the voids have no um, set time frame like you know when we pull in like to a mercury retrograde for example it is engaged for 21 days once it starts like there's no like it doesn't you know and and of course it varies throughout any given calendar year and the moon voids do the same thing because of course everything is a procession and in constant motion up there so the moon voids are never consistent they change you know, depending on what the movement of the planets are. And, you know, what we do notice uh, that we do get patterns that pull in for periods of time because an outer planet, and I'll use Pluto because he's one of our most recent examples. But when Pluto, you know, has been at, at this, you know, at the end of Capricorn, before it moved into this, you know, infamous time right now of zero degrees Aquarius, when Pluto was still sitting, at the tail end of Capricorn, we would always be getting from all earth and water sign moons and would be the uh, air and it would be the air and fire leadership would do the same. You're always going to have that moon is going to, that's going to be because it was, the Pluto was sitting at the very tail end of, of Capricorn. You would always have these, these, these moon voids be initiated by the fact that, well, this is the last, this is the last planet the moon can talk to, that it can have a conversation with. So anytime it, 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 so if you notice that, and if you're a, a, a soul certainty, uh, community member, you you understand that because you've seen that for a while. And so right now, until Pluto will go back into Capricorn much later on in the, when we get into the summer months, we will not have, uh, we won't have, <laughs> we, we can't have that happen in, in essence because, you know, uh, anytime the moon is going to get into a sign, it's going it, to, it will have a conversation with Pluto, but very early, depending on the sign that it's, it's, it's in, you know, whether it's like squaring off to Aquarius or is it sextiling it? Is it training it? So on and so forth. So, and what we, you know, again, anything we notice with the moon void is you don't want to make future plans during it. You do not want to shop under it. You, what, what, what Morrison did is, you know, he's like, try, again, try it out for yourself. Don't take my word for this. But you tend to waste it. You'll throw it away. Or as the average moon void, of course, occurrence is, nothing will become of it. So when you're, you know, really trying to fine tune and perfect that law of attraction, again, I've never seen it taught. I've never seen it taught anywhere. They just kind of say, hey, you, you, you can just do whatever you want whenever you want to do it. And, and, you know, as long as you're feeling good, it's fine. And, and, and that's, that's perfectly acceptable. 
But what astrology says is, no, there's a right time and a wrong time to do anything if you want it to succeed, if you want it to have, quote, energetic conscious sticking power. If you do things under Mercury retrogrades, if you do them under, or any of those other forewarned planet, interplanet retrogrades, you want to be extremely, extremely careful about what you're implementing for the future during a moon void, of course. Um, today's go-to link, you will find, uh, you have all the information about lunar horoscopes and why they're important. If you want to hop on soul certainty, uh, you can get a hold of those twice a month. You can get your weekly, uh, posts. You can get the entire moon void, of course, calendar for the entire year. I have that available as well. And, you know, to really level up, you'll, you'll also see the timing of every new and full moon for the entire year on the go-to link for today's episode. Uh, Very important Um, to understand how to utilize the moon to our advantage. Because when we pull in, especially to these like moon void, of course, times, what you will notice is that, and we can get, we can get like way over 12 hour moon void, of course, sometimes again, like we, I was explaining with the Pluto recently, when those aspects happen, when the, when the, when the, the planet that's, it's having that last conversation with before it moves into the next sign, when it's at, when the planet is at a later degree point, then that void is going to be very short. It may be, I mean, you can have a void under a minute. It's rare. You, you got to have a planet like really on the tipping point itself moving into another sign shortly, like Pluto most recently. We had like one or two of those in January that way with with Pluto before, with the moon talking to Pluto before Pluto moved into Aquarius. And later in the year, we'll have a couple of them with Neptune because Neptune, before it retrogrades in the summertime, will reach 29 degrees of Pisces. So that almost breaks into Aries, but it's not going to. It's going to backtrack. It's going to station at at, um, 29 degrees of Pisces, Neptune will. That's all on the retrograde guide for your... um, 2024 that's also available through soul certainty community very very important to understand the retrogrades coming all of them after this all planets direct motion lifts in april so and then sometimes the the moon can be void i mean you can get them at the end of february there is one that comes in on the 27th There's just a heads up. I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Midday, it's midday on the 27th. We start a, about a, it's 32, it's just about 32 hours. Moon void, of course. The moon will start, I think it starts around one o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern time. It will not lift until the 28th, around 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. That's a long time. So it's going to feel super wobbly, super weird. It is like an ultimate retrograde feeling. We're also under a waning phase of the moon. It's another interesting thing, too, to understand when these moon voids come in, whether you're in a waning phase or a waxing phase, because they intensify a waning phase. Um, They feel a little less funky under under a waxing phase. It's again, which is pulling in and initiating. So basically your only time during any given waxing phase outside of interplanet retrogrades is to just watch your moon void timing during any given week about whatever it is you want to manifest or whatever it is you want to put your, set your, you know, put, put, put down the seeds for, you know, hey, I want to launch this. I want a seed plant. Don't do it under moon void. Again, you can try, but I guarantee you, if you go back in your life and you see what has stuck in your life or you see what has not, it's just about the timing. I don't care what you feel about it necessarily. If your timing is wrong, it's not going to stick. And and I'll stick to that astrologically hook, line, and sinker because I've I've seen it for, for too many years not, not to uphold to that. So, you know. 
people can <laughs> you're more than willing to debate with me if you'd like to but um i i, I just don't you're you're not going to get around uh what the moon wants <laughs> and why you need to honor reflection in your life so okay so the next things that our lunar cycles pull in for us and allow us to understand to you know again fine tune this law of attraction practice is understanding what is cooking from our charts within the last and upcoming solar and lunar eclipses because they always come in pairs sometimes they come in triplets <laughs> depending that hasn't happened uh in a little while but we have that has happened so if we're gonna get a like so basically our last pairing of lunar eclipse and solar eclipse came in October of 2023 so we are still energetically pulling off and pulling in from the Libra eclipse in the middle of the month of October and we're pulling off of the eclipse that happened at the end of October the lunar eclipse so a solar eclipse is a new moon so that means we get an extra boost of initiation from that particular area of our life and then when we have the lunar eclipse we will have the reflecting which is attached to the full moon and we let go and it's going to be an extra long extended time frame now, like annular eclipses, the, 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 the not total ones, they're about six months, give or take. You will find that that particular area of your life, wherever they're hitting, will have a longer term. So it's like past what the regular waxing phase and past what a regular waning phase would naturally do. You're going to notice there's like a, it's like somebody turns on a faucet and it, you've got the energy flowing, if you can look at it that way too. So wherever that seesaw sits for that moment, it's like somebody hits up a little burst of energy and that's going to be shooting off even as you're moving all to the next you know, the next lunar month, you're going to move to another, you know, slightly again, adjust your sails and, and move to the next point of focus. But you're still going to have energy working with you for the longer term from that other point in your chart. So what will be coming up in the springtime is that we have a pairing of eclipses that will be coming in. And it starts with a lunar eclipse on the 25th of March. That will be from Libra. And then the pairing will be on the 8th of April. But what's tricky about this first solar eclipse of 2024 is it's in the middle of Mercury retrograde. So there's always a little bit of a jar and a little bit of a whoops going on there. So we want to be, um, you know, a little extra aware of not to say that you're not going to watch that pull in because that's the you know that is the one again if you're you know paying attention to um you know because i've seen i've seen the things float circulating around in in the news uh about it you know because everybody you're going to be able to see it here in america easily so everybody's trying to figure out where to go and how to get there and what to book and do reservations and do all this stuff. And, 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 and I just sort of sit back in my observation as I do. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, these people are going to have a fun time doing all that under Mercury retrograde simultaneously. God bless. Hey, a little bit of a little bit of cray cray. A little cray cray time. I mean, I think it'll still be cool because this one is the total solar eclipse that'll happen in Aries, which I find to be, you know, uh, very, very important to understand for the collective. Uh, it's, it's a very potent, I mean, a, an eclipse like this one coming in Aries is going, 
there is so much powerful shift happening for humanity because of that eclipse. But it comes with a wobbly start because it's happening under Mercury retrograde. But that total eclipse will be in effect until April of 2025. Because a total eclipse lasts for a year. So wherever that eclipse is hitting in your chart, it's going to pull out new, 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 wobbly new, a little carefulness at the beginning, and then you can take flight a little bit later. That's that, and that's the energy of that eclipse. But if your heart ain't into it, that eclipse will not manifest anything for you. I'll tell you that. And that's another thing when you get into understanding each lunation is that's where I fuse and, and it's where what I do with the lunaroscopes is so unique because I don't see anybody doing this. I see nobody doing anything like this. I never have as well. Um, is you've got to understand the energy that that moon is, 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 is aligning at, which which is another thing we'll be talking about in just a second here. The moon moves backwards. <laughs> I don't know that makes that that doesn't make most people's head spin. But the moon every month, so when you get the next new moon, at, when the moon is moving at normal pace, the moon moves backwards in where the hit will be. So one new moon to the next, it's going to move back a degree. And the full moons do the same thing. That's just the way it energetically, mathematically, and there's a whole, I'm sure there's a whole, you'd have to get into the astronomy of it to explain it properly. But the bottom line is, astrologically, the math moves backwards. So, but the only time that this doesn't do this is during these collective holding patterns, which we happen to currently be in one. So again, if you've been following along and if you listen to, um, it was the, I think it was the autumn energy update last, last, last autumn, uh, or moving before moving into the autumn, I talked about this because we have, so what we're currently in is we're in the new moons are locked up at 20 degrees. This started in November of 2023. This will not lift until after the new moon on the 24th of March, not the 24th of March. Um, It will not move off of this 20 degrees alignment until after March of 2024, new moon. So you've had five, you're having five new moons sit month to month at 20 degrees, which is, that's not the normal way the moon moves. But I find it interesting, especially in the times we're in, that we are in a five month holding pattern and the 20 in numerology represents the awakening. Again, if you're, if you're on, if you're hopped on board with soul certainty, you understand everything going on. And you can see all of this in today's go-to link. So be sure to check it out if it's something that's triggering you to go, oh, wow, that's interesting. And then the same thing is mirroring with the full moons, except this year they kind of are, they're going between the two degree points of four and five. They're not, last year they held at the same number, but this year they're kind of going between four and five degrees, which... That's a singular number, so it doesn't have that Chaldean karmic mystery to it. So I've coined this because of the way that the numbers read to me, is that this is the full moon holding pattern of expecting permanent changes, expecting permanent change. And that began back on the lunar eclipse in October of 2023, and it will continue until April of 2024. So that's seven months of, of full moons that are either at four or at five. So three of them are at four and four of them are at five degrees, which is, it, that's another very interesting, and, and again, this happens every year. So what will be coming, so then the moon's going to keep moving. So once we get into April, uh, 
once we get into April, past April, all the moons are going to start to do that little backwards things again. So by the time we get to um, the fall coming up again, we're going to lock in. The full moons are going to start in October to lock in at 23 and 24 degrees through April of 2025. So it's almost like, almost like kind of like they, they're flipping a little bit, but not really. Um, so you're either going to get, you're going to get full moons for seven months, once again, at 23 or 24 holding every month. And then the new moon starting in November of 2024, which will take us through March of 2025. But there's going to be six of them because we have two new moons in December. And that makes that 13th one that's happening here in, um, for 2024. Well, we, all the new moons from 20, November of 2024 to March of 2025 will be holding at nine degrees of the sign every month, which is known as the finalizer. And it will be no mistake. We are under that kind of a collective energy as we are concluding 2024 because the planet who actually rules the nine is Mars. And if you did catch, I did, I don't know if I talked, did I, I didn't really talk about that in the last episode. I can't remember if I did or not, but if, if you're on soul certainty, you've definitely gotten the information. Um, the Mars retrograde that we'll be concluding this year is going to be something else. And what we all walk into as we're walking into 2025 is the fact that we're walking into a nine universal year in 2025 with the ruling planet retrograde for the first seven weeks of it, eight, eight weeks of it. And then we've got this infamous holding pattern at nine degrees of all the new moons. There's a lot of finalizations coming. There's a lot of things to be prepared for. Again, I talk about a lot of that. If you're, you know, again, on soul certainty with me, you're, you're getting the nuts and the bolts of that. It's important. Um, we want to utilize these lunar cycles to our ultimate advantage because it is how we are always going to be working with the best feelings that we can. And when we are not denying the fact that there is a healing process going on on this planet. We will not be pushing our emotions under the carpet and just going, rah, rah, let's go. You know, oh, oh, we, oh, it's fine. We, we can just keep going. We, we, it's fine. No. If you don't honor what you feel and you don't bring that balance into your life, this year will destroy anybody who's not going to become conscious and face what needs to be healed. That's why the year is themed the year of earth healing via the creative heart. But we've, we've really got to get into that space because standing in the, in the space that people are in right now are, it's not, it's not, it's not really doing them much good. Um, would that be fair to say? I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think that, um, it's doing much good. Now, what's, what's great about this year is, is that we only have two lunations during this entire calendar year of a new or a full moon that align as the moon void, of course. And I wanted to touch upon this a little bit because it's it's just an interesting thing. But what's really important is, as this episode is airing today, your, your new moon, which is also starting the um, Chinese New Year of the Wood Dragon this year, the new moon today, which aligns at 5.59 p.m. Eastern Time, February 9th, the, 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 the new moon is the void, of course. So what's funny about this new moon 
is that it has a full moon feel to it as it's here. Because as soon as it hits and, and makes that new newness, which means the sun is at 20 degrees Aquarius and so is the moon at 20 degrees Aquarius. That's a new moon. And we're going to wax on, wax, 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 wax on, wane off. You know, I, I, I use the Mr. Miyagi um, <laughs> connotation for that. We're going to, we're going to wax on and wane off. You remember how he taught, he taught, um, Oh God, what was his name? I, I can't remember the actors, Ralph Macchio. I can't remember his, his name. Remember when he was teaching them how to, uh, how to wax the car or paint? He did the same, like, you know, it's like, it was waxing on, wax, I, I, that's how I do it with the moon. You're going to wax on, you're going to wane off. <laughs> Just think of it that way. <laughs> so this waning, waxing phase, waxing phase is going to feel a little funky. Even though, yes, it's under, it's under planet's direct motion, but this particular new moon is still going to feel kind of full around, you know, it's it happening. So just remember, you're going to want to take the time of that void as the new moon is here and just, you know, hey, don't be initiating anything until after that void lifts at least, or, you know, don't be out shopping. I like I said, you got to go test it for yourself and see and see how how you feel it works. But that one is important to understand. And then we will have one other. And it'll be a full moon this year, but we have one other full moon and that's going to be on the 19th of August. That's going to be under a Mercury retrograde. And oddly, it's the Aquarius full moon that will initiate the void. So that full moon under Mercury retrograde on the 19th of August will also be very um, interesting to experience. I don't know what we'll, we'll be doing by then, folks. But um, again, if you're on soul certainty, you have like a boatload of information. I, I cover all kinds of things throughout the year. Um, and I will continue to do so as each the, the Lunaroscopes publish twice a month on Soul Certainty as well. So I, you know, hope that this has been of value to you to, you know, really under start opening the door to understand if you really want to like craft, fine tune, upgrade your law of attraction practice getting into understanding the lunar calendar and especially how it personally affects your natal chart is how you can do it. Honoring the moon void of courses and so on and so forth and, and really, really ebbing and flowing in your own life with this lunar timing because once you understand it, you can give yourself the permission to have the downtime that you really need to pull that balance back into your life. And that you're not always meant to be manifesting. You're not always meant to be attracting. I mean, what would you do if you attracted things all the time? I mean, you'd be like a little exhausted, don't you think? So I, I, I hope that, that that brings in some value and, and makes some, uh, you know, as we say, perfect timing sense uh, in, in, in your life because it's, it's important to do so. And as always, I thank you so much for being here and taking another silent listen to the Sharita Star Empower Hour. Be sure to connect with the go-to link from today's episode to learn more on the ultimate consciousness required to fine-tune your law of attraction practice by fully embracing the impeccable value of our monthly lunar cycles, keen timing advice all throughout 2024. Equally, with great advanced gratitude, please kindly share this podcast if it resonates with you to do so. Stay tuned for February 23rd, when we'll be back with more need-to-know empowerment conversation to continue to raise your spiritual awareness through the importance of understanding conscious forecasting. This is Shavita Star, the Mind Body Spirit FM, signing off for today's message to never compromise Living consciously. 
take extremely good care of each other. And namaste, dear stars. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg, and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.